This is the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey guys and gals, it is the Mess It Up Podcast and I am your host, the Bowtie Guy, here with you once again. Today, we're coming to you from beautiful Klamath Falls, Oregon, because we're here visiting our newest grandson, Mr. Ezra King. And uh, he is just uh, four and a half weeks old, really, really cute little fella. So we've been playing with him and our granddaughter on our way up to Portland for different things. So today we're coming to you from Klamath Falls, Oregon. So welcome. A couple of things about the show, if you haven't listened before, that I want you to know about. We are on the social media places and it's not social if you're not there with us. It's just a guy typing on his computer, real lonely like. So please go and like us on Facebook, join us on our Instagram and our Twitter and keep track of us there. We have a, a subreddit called Messed Up Ministries that you can join as well. And uh, then for you uh, real go-getters, you can become a patron, which means that you want to financially support the show. Everything has value. Uh, and uh, I love to go to Starbucks. I give them $2.15 every time I go there for a cup of coffee uh, with a free refill. But uh, everything's got value and we like to think this show has value. Some folks like to join our Patreon membership and say the show has value to them monetarily. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can financially help support the show and all the things that we do in the ministry, including getting materials for uh, inmates and uh, getting gas for people to go and work with prisoners in the prisons and airtime for the show, bandwidth, website uh, hosting and all those kinds of things. It all costs money and you can help us Cover the cost of that by becoming a Patreon Patreon member for as little as a dollar a month. If you join our top tier, which is $25 a month, you get included in our book review, which is, or not book review, book club, where we read a book together and comment on it. So uh, that's lots of fun as well. So uh, please consider joining our Patreon by going to patreon.com slash podcast, or just go to messituppodcast.com and click on the Become a Patreon become a patron button and it'll take you to our Patreon page. You can sign up there. So thanks to all of our patrons. One of the things we like to do on the show that I think is fun is our big wow, the big word of the week. And this week, our word of the week is conciliatory, which means uh, it's it's something that's intended to uh, placate or pacify someone, you know, it's uh, you know to make up for something and, and make people feel better. And as we're here with our two and a half year old granddaughter, who is feeling a little bit jealous of her four-week-old brother, uh, being conciliatory comes in handy a lot because she sometimes feels like she's not as important as she was four and a half weeks ago. Even though she is, she just doesn't see that baby brother needs a little bit of extra time and love. So there you go. That's the word of the week. If you use it in your sentences this week, give yourself 10 points uh, and uh, keep track of your own bonus points because I don't want to get involved with all that uh, math. Uh, if you want to get a hold of the show, you can email me at bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. Intern Dave out in Hawaii is info at messituppodcast.com. The phone number is 760-608-1942. Give me a shout. Let me know what's on your mind. Uh, maybe we'll put your ideas on the show or maybe maybe even get it hooked up so that you can be on the show as well. Always looking for messes that get turned into messages. So I think I've done all of the pre-roll stuff and all the, the, the nonsense and business. So now I guess it's time for me to introduce my favorite guest, listener Bev from California, who's in Oregon. Hi, friends. It's uh, always good to be back, and I, I love being here. 
Awesome. Yep, that's the uh, the familiar voice of my lovely wife, Grammy, uh, and and Bev as we know her. So. Thanks for joining. We we have a brief moment of quiet in the house <laughs> yeah. because today is doctor visit day. So they're taking baby Ezra for his uh, one month checkup and uh, Eleanor wanted to go with them. So mommy and daddy, Eleanor and uh, Ezra are all out of the house. So I was like, what should I do? And I thought to myself, I'll play Xbox. And I thought, no. Need to get that show Good recorded. Choice. So Good uh, choice. we're recording the show. Now, if we get the dog to stay quiet, yeah, we'll... you know, Arlo's being pretty good he, so far. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's something that remains to be seen whether or not that will happen uh, for the remainder of this. So we might as well get going before he gets noisy. Sounds good. So um, today we're talking about an idea that Kevin touched on briefly last week and that we heard a speaker talk about at our CR summit. And that was the idea of midnight and that things happen, you know, we tend to look at midnight as a scary time. That's, you know, they call it the witching hour and and midnight is when the scary stuff happens. Cinderella's pumpkin or carriage turned back into a pumpkin at midnight. All these things happen at midnight and there's this bad juju that seems to get clumped onto the time of midnight. And the, the speaker brought up the point that midnight only lasts 60 seconds. It's from 12 1201 and as soon as those 60 seconds are done it's 1201 and that's a new day it's a new beginning it's time to start over so i just wanted to uh, take a, a bit of a deep dive into that concept of midnight lasting only 60 seconds and uh and look at first at what our midnights are what are some things that have been a, a and i'm air quoting here a midnight for you bev do you have any instances in your life that have been midnight moments um <laughs> yeah actually um you know the the closure of my my first marriage was a midnight moment for me um and although you talk about the 60 seconds, it felt like it was an eternity. Well, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, we're talking about yeah. the midnight that people think of. Yeah. Um, that was one. Uh, another one is, you know, all the things leading up to you being incarcerated. Yeah, that was that's a the really first thing dark that comes moment. to my mind is, is that. Yeah. Um, I think another dark moment was... Um, the valley that we walked through with our son uh, that still feels like a midnight moment. Yeah. You know, it still feels like we're on the dark side of the moon. Um, yeah. When yeah, those we, have been hard. When we get into those those things, and and, and obviously we all have a lot of, of moments uh, like that that we can point to. Uh, traumas um, that could be instantaneous or long time coming. Uh, sometimes they might feel instantaneous because I'm sure when I got incarcerated, for me, that was a long time coming mm -hmm. midnight. Mm -hmm. For you, it was a lot sooner because you didn't know everything that was going on with it. So it was a, a bit of a different experience on your end of it. And and there's no telling, I don't think, you know, when a midnight's going to come and what it's going to be like. If it's going to be one of those instant midnights, like a, a traumatic experience, uh, car crash or a sudden injury or death or if it's a long uh thing like a, the slow dissolving of a marriage or a relationship or a, a work situation um 
how do you feel when when you see something like that? And, and for right now, we'll just put the, the instantaneous ones on the shelf because they're a little bit different. But how do you feel when you see the sun setting and the coming of midnight, so to speak? How does that, are there any emotions that come with that or, or feelings that get brought up when you look at the impending midnight? Yeah, um, you know, my my sister right now is going through one of those periods with her family. Um, and I, I have a very, very difficult time wanting to get out of myself. I feel like I... I need help. Can you say I, more about that? But, but what you mean by get out of my that, that's a difficult I, time getting out of myself? Yeah, I, um, I tend to draw inward and um, want, not because I feel like I'm better at solving the problem than anybody else, not at all. As a matter of fact, I get real doubtful about whether I have the skills to handle this. But I don't want to talk to anybody about it. I find it really difficult to do that. And, and I I know being the, the CR, you know, mom, grandma to so many younger people, that is exactly what I tell them not to do is pull away. But I was referring to my sister, you know, I tried to send her a text this morning that said, you know, in those dark times, try to keep in mind that, we need to thank God for everything, even this trial. I I didn't do that. I didn't take my own advice even with that. And it's really hard for me to praise in the storm, as the song says, mm-hmm. and um, see that there will be someday an end to this. It, I, it's it gets discouraging for me. Right. And and physically, I feel it. I I feel the weight. Um, it feels like a 10-ton weight on my shoulders when I'm going through that. And I begin to wonder, well, actually, you know what? Here's the best analogy that I can think of, Paul. And that is, from being a very young child, I never look forward to New Year's Eve Mm. because I always get really, really sleepy. I'm an early-to-go, you know, to-bed person. I turn into pumpkin around 9 o'clock. And so... All the hoopla and everything fun that's going to be happening on uh, New Year's Eve is just lost on me because I just want to go to sleep. I don't want to right. stay up. And so it's miserable for me. I have to make myself try to stay awake, and that is not good. It's kind of the same way when I'm going through the dark side of midnight. It's just like, I don't want to do this. I wish that I could do anything but this. Um I try to stay super busy to keep my mind occupied, and I know it doesn't work. Um, so it's not the best part of being Bev. Yeah. It, it really isn't. It's not one of my strengths. Well, and when you talked about you know hiding in yourself, I, I think of two different ways, and and I don't know if you can identify this or if there's one that leans more. And, and every situation is obviously. Uh, its own individual set of circumstances, but is that typically for you more of a retreat or a regrouping? Are you h- running in to hide into yourself and getting away from the calamity and, and retreating, or are you just drawing back a little bit, regrouping so that you can face the fight? Wow. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, initially, 
I think it is retreating. Okay. Initially, I think it's just I feel my back against the wall, and I feel like I'm being pushed back. And so it's like, let me run from this problem. But given a little bit of time, if I can get into God's Word and I can start praying about it, I start feeling the reality of it, that, that, that um, it isn't probably going to kill me, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I don't it's, know. Maybe it's better for somebody who observes me. I, than well, for me to, you know, I think about I, when we went uh, earlier this week, we came uh, to see the kids and they live in, in Southern Oregon. <coughs> Excuse me. So we went to go see, uh, take a, a day trip to Crater Lake. And we went from the rim, hiked down to the lake, and then hiked back up. Now, hiking down is, is downhill. It's on a path that's well laid out path, and, and it's manicured and, and, and has a lot of upkeep on it. So it's not like you're boulder climbing or, or, or scrambling or anything like that. And I'm thinking, okay, you're going down, but then coming up. you got to come up, and you can't. You know, when you start to go down, you can be like, I don't feel like doing this. I just, I'll just go back up. When you're coming up, you've got to go up. You've got to finish. You, mm-hmm. you, the, the option is not there. And sometimes for me, going into that midnight, that's where I get. I'm at midnight and I'm like, okay, I don't want to keep doing this anymore. Uh, when I was a young kid, there was a ride at the fair. It was called the octopus or something like that. It had arms that went out and spun you around. And then there was a little car seats that mm-hmm. spun around at the end of it. And I thought, well, that looks great. And it went up and down. Looks great. Well, I get on the thing. It starts. It's going. And I'm thinking, this is not for me. This is no good. I need it to stop. And I remember turning to my mother, make him make it stop. And we couldn't get the guy to stop the ride because people scream on rides all the time and and I wanted it to stop right then right there but I could not make it stop right then right there I think about being in the the midst of a flu or something like that where my bones or my joints are aching and my body is feverish and I'm I'm bundled up in bed and I just want it to be done and just wishing for it to just be over and you can't I have to just keep going and, and life gets that way where we just like, this would be awesome if we could stop. Man, let's stop. But we can't. Yeah, you were talking about that hike um, that we went on. And I was at the front of the hike going up because, of course, our daughter was trying to deal with a brand new little infant and need a lot of stops. And, uh, you know, trying to get little Eleanor with her tiny little steps and, and all that to catch up. So anyway, I got to like, the middle of that hike up before you guys did. And I hear this crying that's kind of soft and it gets louder and louder. And as I get closer, it's just this like five or six year old kid just wailing. And his mom is trying to console him. He's, I don't want to go on. I don't want to go. And she's saying, well, honey, here's the deal. You either have to go up or we have to stay here all night. We can't, or go back down, you know I mean? And, and so that's where I get to where I realize my options, neither one of the options or whatever the options, I don't want to take any of them. You know, it's like I just get so scrambled up because I'm not a great problem solver. So sometimes the options I have at my disposal, 
I wouldn't want to pick anyone. I just want somebody to reach in and rescue me. Yes. You know, like, where's the helicopter? When is he going to come pick me up? I'm sure that's what that little boy was thinking and get me out of here because I don't want to use my legs to climb out of this hole, you know? Right, so. right. And that kind of brings me to our, our song of the week for this week. We're going to jump into that real quick. There's a band called Kane, and they have a song that I just have been digging on for the last little few weeks, and I put it in our list and finally got to where we're going to do this song. This is a song called Yes, He Can, and uh, it's probably a pretty good reminder for those midnight moments, but we're going to go ahead and give you about 90 seconds of Yes, He Can from the band Kane, and we'll be back on the other side of the break to talk about it and uh, talk about uh, 1201 as well. So here's 90 seconds of music. We'll be back in a little bit. Sometimes those voices try to tell me I'm forgotten and I'm falling too far from his hands. But I know what kind of God he is and I'm trusting in his promises. I'm believing and I'm singing. Yes, he toe tapper that one is um i could see if you're a finger snapper you'd be doing that but I, I i can't stand finger snappers they drive me nuts so i'm not going to encourage anybody to snap their fingers but tapping your toes on that one that one's got a bounce to it and i just really feel good listening to that song uh bev tell me your thoughts about that song you know i immediately go to what i know and that is um teaching first grade and I remember being on a committee one time where we were trying to write these standards. This was before there were state standards and, you know, United States standards. And so we were trying to standardize our, our, um, what we wanted children to be able to do by a certain amount of time. And so we had a long, long discussion between using the term know and using the word think. You know, like K N O W and think like I think, you know, I can do something or I know I can do something. And um, where he's describing sometimes those voices try to tell me I'm forgotten and I've fallen too far from his hands. That's that perfectly describes what I was talking about in the set before the song that. I do have a tendency to forget that the sun is still shining, even though the dark clouds are obscuring its view, and that they will blow away and they will be gone. But I do know that the difference is when I think 
God is with me and when I know God is with me. And the only cure for that in my life is to do exactly what he says. Go back and look at his promises and the millions of times that he has come through with what is for my betterment. Mm-hmm. And, and that all good gifts come from God. All good gifts. I have a frequent conversation with my mother about probability and uh, possibility. And there are so many things that are possible, but they're not probable. And I, uh, you know, she worries. She's one of these people who watches the news all the time on cable news, whatever you watch, stop. Uh, because all they do is try to get you to be afraid of something. And so it works on my mom. She's afraid of stuff. And we live in a very safe community and she lives in a very safe neighborhood of a very safe community. And she's constantly worried about people breaking in or doing stuff or whatever. I said, well, mom, when was the last time someone broke into your house? She's lived in this house since 1972. And she said, well, um, never. And I said, okay. So for all these years, since 1972, no one has ever tried to break into your house, but you're worried it's going to happen. The practicality of it says it's not going to happen. The probability is extremely low. Now, it's possible. It is possible. But, but to spend a lot of time worrying about it and being afraid is not a practical use of your time. And so often, it's, it's easy to look at what is the, the pattern of events, and that lets us predict what the next pattern is going to be. You know, my gosh, it was hot yesterday in the middle of summer in Ridgecrest, and it's going to be hot tomorrow in the middle of summer. Uh, but we know over the years that as as Halloween gets here in the end of October and push into November, it starts to get cool. And by the time, you know, we're in winter, it's, you know, pretty darn freezing. A hundred degree difference between the high of summer and the low of winter. It's a big span, but we know that's going to happen. I know when I'm hot in summer, winter is coming. I know when I'm cold in, in winter. Summer is coming and, and God has that. We just look back and he's been doing, he's been doing it. So I have no reason to think that he wouldn't continue to do it at this point. Uh, and for me, it's that, that idea of, of wondering. This is, this is that midnight song. I wonder, is he faithful? Does he see my trouble? Yeah, he does. It's midnight. I wonder, does he do it? 1201, new day. Yes, he does. He comes through every single time. Does, does, does he defeat the darkness? Does he deliver me? Yes, he did. And so, yes, he can. Because he did before, it's going to happen again. So, did you have anything else on this? Yeah, I, okay. I do. When you just said that, you know, I was wondering, what is it that makes me uh, do that, doubt? I think um, that it's because my time doesn't match God's time, number one. And number two, my faith isn't, um, at that point, my faith isn't rooted and grounded in God. It, I'm, I'm spending more time thinking about my faith in myself and my abilities than I am my faith of God to come through. So it, it takes a, a <laughs> an attitude adjustment on my part to get myself thinking, wait a minute, you know, I'm spending a lot of time thinking about me and how I can not solve this problem instead of thinking about God and how he 
will solve, solve right. this problem. Not can, but will. Right. Those are big, right. big differences. And yes. I, I, I wrote down my note to me was, you know, it's the dichotomy. This song is the dichotomy of me versus God and can't versus can. Yes. It's that dramatic, yes. dramatic difference, which is why I'm not God and he is. I'm just, yes. my job is to be Paul. Well, you know, and I've experienced in my life where things have taken a long time. Uh, going back to your incarceration, that was a long, long time for me. And it felt like time really slowed way down, way down. But you know what? Today, when we look back on it, first of all, I am thanking God for allowing us to walk through that valley. Absolutely. And secondly, it was just the right amount of time for me, and I, I can't speak for you, but for me to be miserable enough to say, I'm I'm done trying to figure this out. Yeah. You know, God well, do and, what you want. And in that valley, and in any valley, in every valley, it's not me walking, it's not God standing at one end of the valley, pointing no. his big, you know, Leonardo da Vinci hand or mm -hmm. Michelangelo hand, I guess it was Michelangelo painted that, you know, hand pointing across and saying, Over there. That's right. where you go. He's inviting me to join him. Hey dude, I'm walking through this valley. Why don't you come with me? Right. I will do this with you. You can do this with me. And it's always my choice to do it with him or to just try to set off alone. And it's just stupid to set well, off alone. It's like, you know, setting off on an airplane flight without a ticket. Right. And because he made us, he knows our limitations. He yes. knows where we can't. And that's where he picks us up Absolutely. and carries us. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Good so, song. Good yeah. song. So, so we, we're talking about the midnight thing. And, and I think it can be easy to find the midnight. I think that can be easy. What does 1201 look like in your life, Bev? Mm. What does it look like? It, it looks like relief, okay. lack of worry, um, uh, oftentimes I wonder why did I put so much emphasis on the worry part, mm -hmm. you know, and, and why did I not take this opportunity to build more spiritual muscles, more mm. strength in, in God's word? Um, why did it take me so long to recognize that I'm weak and that God is always working, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, so, I mean, I have the joy and the relief, like I said, of a burden lifted. Um, but, you know, I, I do... One of my problems in life is dealing with perfectionism. And so I think in my mind, I'm not going to let this happen again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I realize I have no control over that. Yeah. Because I, I do try to avoid the, I'm just going to say in air quotes, the sad times, the hard times in my life. Right. I'm always seeking for the joy. Um, but yeah. I don't yeah. know if that, I and, might have just and talked listeners, in a circle. Just, you know, she did not do air quotes when she said that. I didn't. And she said it, but she didn't do it. I'm, I'm just sitting here trying to wrap my brain around You know that. why? Because when I move my hands, you always give me the stink oh. eye. And like, don't do that. Don't babe. bang them on the don't, table. Don't yeah, move I'm, your eyes. I'm such a turkey. Yeah. So I'm sitting yeah. here with my, my knees clasping my hands oh. between them, keeping them down. I'm going to invite so. you to relax, Grammy Oh, it's yeah. okay. It's so okay. Um, for me, I think about recess. And I love uh, to be out and watch kids come out to recess and just come 
bounding out the doors, running and yelling and playing. And there's just so many, you know, the, the world is unlimited for that 10 minute recess that's coming up. And it's like, what are we going to do? We're we going to play kickball. We're we going to play tetherball. We're we going to climb on the jungle gym. We're we going to swing. But the first people is just tearing it's just these kids just going and scattering out. And I love, that's what 1201 feels yes. like to me. Yes. That's what that new day. And I felt that way when I came out of the jail. I, and and the, the, the guard was snarky to me. He said, hey, see you next week. That was the last thing he said to me. And, and I'm like, you know, I am out of here. I'm just, I'm free. And just that freedom of recess, that's what the 1201 feels like. And, and gosh, I, I spend so much time when the sun sets thinking about here comes midnight. Here it comes. Yes, it's going to yes. be bad. What's, and then it's, it's not. It's. You know, the midnight is going up the hill on the roller coaster and the 1201 is right at that last click on the chain and you go down and now you hit the fun spot and it's just, let's go. And it's it's hard to, 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 to put in the right words because like you said, I wouldn't trade those horrible times. I wouldn't give them back to not have them in my past. Right. I do not want them right now but I'm happy to have them in my past because right. of the lessons that I've learned from the midnight. And, and I learn more in the midnight than I do at the 1201. I celebrate in the 1201, but I learn in the midnight. Oh, I learn from the midnight. I don't learn in the midnight. Right. I think I learned, right. you know, about six in the morning when I'm sitting with some bacon and eggs. I'm like, oh, midnight wasn't so bad. Uh, or here was the lesson from it. Um, but I, I love... I love the feeling of freedom that we get and knowing that that midnight, yeah, it's not forever. It's just 60 short seconds. Most of us can hold our breath for 60 seconds. Uh, you know, it's, we can, we can make it through 60 seconds. I remember going one time to the dentist and having a temporary crown taken off and a permanent crown put on. And he said, okay, I can shoot you with the Novocaine and numb it up. And I said, well, how long will that take? He said, it'll take you about five, 10 minutes. And I said, how long will it take to just put it on there? Mm -hmm. He said, well, it's going to hurt like crazy for about 20 seconds until that glue warms up. I said, let's do the 20 seconds. Let's just get it on. And it did. It made you, my mm -hmm. eyes cross and my, my teeth cross, it felt like. But, but then it went away because I knew I can get through this. You know, I can, I, can, I can get through this. And God helps us through that midnight because God's waiting there at 1201, just reaching in, you know, and, and bringing us through. I think it would probably be a really good idea for me to remember, too, that um, every second of my life, I mean, I knew to be saying, thank you, God, for this second. Thank you, God, for this second. Thank you, God, for this second, that there was peace in my life, that there was no struggle, you know, mm -hmm. because just the minute something goes kind of haywire or sideways, then I'm saying, oh, that second, this is so hard. Yeah. I'm forgetting a second ago. I was in complete peace and harmony and, you know, and then all of a sudden now my life is rocked. When you know? we see the alternative, it's easy to choose a lesser good yes. than we want, than yes. I want. Yes. When I, when I don't see the alternative, I'm just like, give me the best. Yes. Uh, but, but sometimes we have to settle for that different yes of God. He's got a better yes for yes, it. Yes, he does. Um, but it's, you know, I don't know that I would be happy just with my family being together 
you know, and, and if you ask a person who's lost, you know, a family member in, to an accident or a fire or something like that, yeah, they would take that that family member back and, and, you know, trade other joys or bonuses or whatever for it. But we don't, I don't, in the moment, I don't think about that. I think, well, I want both. You know, I want yeah. my cake and eat it. Yeah, I, I was, actually, my thought was kind of along those lines when you were describing that, because I was thinking about when my mom passed, and I was thinking about eternity and the way God has set up for us that if you look at it the time here on earth is that midnight experience before 1201 Mm. and then 1201 is stepping out in heaven and so I was filled with joy when my mom didn't have to have any more of those 12 o'clock yeah, you know, 60 12 and one sec. You know, yeah, right, exactly. She didn't have to have that anymore, and now she was just always in the, you know, twelve oh one, twelve oh two, and then yeah. and then there was just like an et cetera, et cetera at the end of that line, yeah. you know, forever and ever. So yeah, it's a it's a good thought. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to encourage us all to look for the twelve oh ones. Yes, and uh, and maybe send uh, send me your pictures of. of of what 1201 looks like. Um, and uh, maybe someone will win some, uh, some some Starbucks for that. It's not... Um, I, I haven't been able to give away Starbucks, but I've been trying to give away Starbucks. So let's get on it, people. Send me some 1201 experiences. Uh, send it to uh, Mess It Up Podcast... Uh, guy at MessItUpPodcast.com or send it to me in a picture, in a text, uh, or just write the text out, 760... Six zero eight one nine four two. I want to know what twelve oh one looks like in your life. I want to celebrate those those twelve oh ones because they're awesome. And you know, uh, Paul, if there's anybody that's out there that's listening who just can't find that hope in those midnight experiences, let me just offer this to you, folks. And that is, you know, um, get to meet Jesus. He, he'll offer you that. 1201 coming out of midnight experience you yes. will. and and even though life may be really hard um, seem impossible he will not allow you to go through that alone mm-hmm. he will be with you yeah so absolutely amen well don't forget to follow us on all the places uh, join us on patreon uh, go to mess it up podcast.com click become a patron and uh, all that stuff use that word conciliatory in your sentences, check out the rest of the song from Cain and uh, send us your 1201s. It is my pleasure to be your host on these things. I just absolutely love doing this. This is our, uh, let's see, 174 uh, show number on this one. So we're just just going along and having a great time. Um, can't wait to see you next week. And I don't think there's anything else left to say, Bev, except for... We'll be with you next time when we mess it up. Perfect. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up Podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess It Up.